You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. It's so beautiful to be here with you. Today's conversation is, is going to be really cool. We're going to be talking about energy, uh, specifically about creative energy, but, but I'm excited because this is a conversation uh, about energy, alignment, energy blocks, and really clearing out our energy. And, and I, I'm just so thrilled we're taking this perspective in this conversation today because it can be very easy to always be looking to external things and shapes and forms and taking action, but anytime... I can have a conversation with someone or focus my work on energy, I know that uh, it's going to be really, really special. So I'm going to be talking to Mel Horn, who you can uh, find out more about at melissahorn.com. And she works with people who are ready to bring about dynamic change, shifting from feeling mentally, emotionally, and creatively drained to feeling deeply connected, inspired, and alive in the life they're living. As a holistic kinesiologist and mentor, she helps people become embodied, soul-centered change makers so they can live life in the flow and on their own terms. So I was sharing, um, we actually had this episode just before and, and we had some technical difficulties. So I'm um, back on the air again with Mel, but I was sharing before my experiences of kinesiology, which I'm not going to dive into now because I can just see that Mel joined me on the line, but perhaps that might be something we bring up in this conversation today because I know that since I've really honed in on doing energy work, uh, so much has shifted in my life. So I'm really excited we're going to get to open up this conversation today and I'm going to bring Mel on the line because I can see that she's here, which is awesome. Hello, Mel. Can you hear me? Hello, I can. Hi, Connie. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very happy to be here. So thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. I'm so thrilled to have you here as well. Um, so I, I was I was saying at the start um, before you came on the line that we're going to be talking about energy. This is going to be a conversation quite focused around energy. And mm-hmm. specifically, you know, we've labeled this unleashing creative energy, which is um, one aspect of it. And I just wanted to open up as a starting point what your perspective is on creative energy, how you kind of define that, because people might see that as being specifically related to being artistic or having Mm -hmm. a creative talent, but how do you kind of describe creative energy and what it is? Yeah, sure. Um, And actually, that's a really great point because I think everyone needs to create their own relationship to, for instance, creative energy or, or any concepts that are out there. So for me, I think it's definitely um, a melding of intellect and intuition. Um, there's defi- it can definitely come from a mind space when, when felt from the heart. Um, and I think that that creates um, purpose around the creative energy as well and mm. sort of a wholeness around it. So you said a blend of intuition and intellect. Mm. Can you stand on that? I've never heard it phrased like that before. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. I think um, 
So the intuition can definitely come up with insights and, um, you know, ideas and, you know, flowing out on the page. It's almost that divine channeling for lack of a better um, description. Um, that thing within you that just lights up and just makes you feel really good. What I find with creative energy when it's stirred up that way, it needs um, an outlet or it needs some sort of a funnel um, to be directed towards. And so I think that's where the intellect can come in as well to give it a purpose and a place to reside and a place to live out into the world. Right, I totally get it. And, you know, the way mm. I kind of interpret that is I often mm. say to people to make the mind the servant of the heart. So it's kind of like mm, saying, so here's this, you know, and, and we can use different labels. You're kind of saying intuition or that divine mm. creative energy that flows through you. But to mm. then have our mind be the tool that we use to express that, that's kind of what you're saying, mm. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I also think um, when we bring in aspects of curiosity and wonder, that can definitely be coming from a place of the intellect and engaging with the heart as well. So I think um, when you come from the perspective where it is intellect and intuition, and obviously they're my labels and that's the way that I um, connect in with it and, and explain it, I think that there's just um, such a well-rounded purpose for this creativity because I think um, definitely in my personal experience and also the people that I come into contact with, creativity can be labelled as something that's not entirely useful or something that, um, you know, is more of a hobby. And and I think coming at it from the perspective where it's a beautiful whole energy that can fuel, um, you know, creativity in all sorts of aspects and giving it that purpose, I think people are more confident to explore it. I also believe that, that creativity is really the conduit of self-expression as well. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's definitely something that I'm really, really passionate about. So you've raised a couple of um, really cool things there <laughs> that I want to dive into. But, but first of all, because I want to get into mm. what you're talking about, about self-expression, because I think that is mm. really, really important. But before I go there, I just want to ask you about, we were just chatting about the, the mind, the intellect, and, mm. and its role with creativity. Um, mm -hmm. Would you say, I mean, you probably see this in your work, and I see it all the time as well, that yes, the mind can be a beautiful facilitator to support that intuitive, creative energy, but it can also really get in the way, right? It can mm -hmm. do the opposite. You're saying you know, creativity and wonder is a, a supportive mindset, but what do mm -hmm. you kind of come across with people in terms of how the mind can actually get in the way of that creative energy? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the mind has the potential, as beautiful as it is, has the potential to run us around in circles mm. and really prevent the true um, self-expression and, you know, to come forward. I think the mind can potentially take us to a place of logic um, mm. and always have a reason for something. And I think that uh, the self-expression and creativity comes from a place of truth over reasoning. And I think that's where the mind can come in. And do you think also judging that creative process? Like if we're talking about, mm. you know, creativity, maybe writing or painting or something, but even just mm. 
um, you know, intuition calling you towards something, mm. I feel it's very often, as you said, logic, but the mind places a judgment on that energy and kind of doesn't let it fully be expressed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, the beliefs of not good enough or um, it needs to be better or that whole perfectionist mentality comes in. Um, yeah. And it creates this story of an illusion and separates us from, you know, our true expression and our true creative energy. Yeah. And then I guess does it depend to what extent we believe that story <laughs> as to what extent it's oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on that, though, I think if you can develop your own self-awareness, that's the most incredible tool possible because you'll start to understand the language of your mind and your ego over your truth. Mm. And I think giving yourself permission to just explore the different facets of yourself, so whether it be different facets of your heart or your mind, um, I think is a really great gift that you can give yourself. And in the early, early days of um, studying kinesiology, there's um, a whole lot that we do around traditional Chinese medicine and the meridians and things like that. And so um, in a very, very general sense, meridians are energy lines which govern particular aspects of who we are and they're within the body. And there was this one particular phrase that came up and it was that the balancing of the mind and the heart is the expression of your truth. And so that has stayed with me the whole way through. Um, and so that was about six years ago. And I think that the if we're talking about creative energy and truth and, and really showing up as yourself and the self-expression, I think it's a, a continual journey of understanding that language of the mind and then understanding the language of the heart and allowing them to um, interact and play and come together as a whole. Oh, that's so beautiful because I love that you brought in the word play because how often mm. I see people make it a battle. It's like this fight mm. between head and heart versus understanding the intricate play of the two energies and then almost yeah. becoming the master of how they work with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, though, when we grow up and we become adults, you know, even as, as small children, we never see the adults in our life playing. We never really you know the hard work and the, and the mentality and I think it's starting to shift now where we don't have to work hard and life doesn't have to be hard there can be lots of playing creativity and expression and we don't have to fit a mold um, I think that's definitely something that everyone's learning and you know it, it's sort of a message that's beginning to spread but you know being adults you know there typically isn't a lot of play in our life and there's a lot of judgment around that and so I think really there's a whole heap of, of stuff around giving yourself permission, but to even give yourself permission for five minutes a day just to play and to engage with the energy of play, that's creativity. Yeah. Yeah, that is creativity. So, And mm. what you were saying before is kind of you were talking about this truth energy kind of moving mm -hmm. through you also being mm -hmm. creativity. Can you expand on that? Because like that phrase that you said you picked up from when you started your kinesiology mm. training is just incredible. Yeah. Can you expand <laughs> on kind of what that means to you or how someone can kind of understand that concept? The concept of truth? Yeah, and truth and creative yeah. energy, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think, oh, look, it's a process. 
you know, number one, it's a process. I never, I, I don't believe that we ever arrive to a place where we're so comfortable with our truth and our creativity. And as, you know, life continues on, we become wiser and we're just at a different place in our life. So I think the concept that we arrive at a place where we're completely 100% ourselves, um, that's, that's part of the creative process. So that's number one. I think number two is just allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I think there are so many layers of ourselves that we hide and that we shield from ourselves and from the world and so I think um, you know giving yourself space to be in stillness to even on a daily basis just say okay well what do I need today what kind of energy do I need to bring in or what do I need to um, connect into my heart and find out what my beliefs around this are or what my truth around this is and start to really understand your own truth voice as opposed to the voices that you know you've learnt along the way, or the influences of society, or whatever it is, you know, just really coming back to your heart place through stillness, um, through journaling. I'm a big, big journaler and a big writer, um, and just giving yourself permission to understand your own voice around things. Yes. Do you know what was coming to me when you were talking then was. Um, this idea of creativity being taking the formless and bringing it into form and not necessarily mm. being too attached about the shape or form. But what you're saying mm. there, which is that initial part of tuning into the formless creative energy that's kind of inside of you, which, again, we've got labels like our heart energy, our intuition, mm -hmm. our truth, our divine guidance, whatever resonates with you. But it's kind of, as you're saying, through stillness and through play and through vulnerability mm. and openness that coming back into connection so you can find out what your own creative energy is what wants to move through. yeah yeah absolutely and um, I think it goes back to what I said at the very beginning of this conversation that we all have our own relationship to a concept or something that we can feel and I really do believe that it's our duty to when we feel a resonance of some description so we might read a quote or we might hear a conversation or we might listen to a song or whatever it is and it elicits um, a feeling within our body a resonance and a, a vibration I think these can be little triggers to allow yourself a moment or you know many moments to ask okay what is it about that that makes me feel a certain way and I feel like our environment plays a big part in showing us the way, but also our body has so much incredible information for us. So, you know, when we see those things or when we feel those things, taking a step back and having a little conversation with yourself and say, okay, well, what do I need to do? What am I feeling around this? And allow that in itself is creative energy because it brings in the curiosity and the wonder and, you know, really broadening perceptions. And I think you said the word there, allowing, which to me is mm -hmm. very much the energy of it as well, which is a mm. almost having a bit of a surrender type energy and allowing mm. whatever that energy is inside of you to mm. move through you. And, and I love that you sort of explained that there's these little signposts that kind of come up in the external world that trigger feelings within us that are kind of trying to get our attention to say, mm. there's something in this for you. So I'm curious how... 
um, whether it's in your work or your own practice, how you guide people or yourself to move into more of that feeling space. Because I feel like that's one of the biggest problems is we're very disconnected mm-hmm. from our feelings and, and that guidance coming mm-hmm. through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, I believe that I need to keep that practice up for myself. Otherwise, I can't really guide people to do it for themselves. There's so much in, in life experience that, um, yes, you know, there's you know, going to school and learning my course and, and all of that, absolutely. But to, you know, our world is our classroom, literally, and our relationships and everything that we come into contact with. So um, definitely for me, I think the process of unraveling and allowing myself to be vulnerable is a place that um, I need to go to to, um, you know, discover those the well of creativity within me. Mm. And I feel like it's definitely stepping out of your comfort zone where you find those things that um, allow you to feel new things because I think newness is also a creative energy. Oh, um, I totally so agree, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a big one. Um, so that's you know, one of the things that I do for myself. Um, definitely journaling is a big thing for me um, to connect with my truth and my heart and my creative energy. Also really listening to my intuition. Um, so last year I hadn't painted for a very long time and then last year I just started painting and I had an image in my mind and didn't really have a concept of what these paintings would look like. Um, and they're really people are really resonating with them. And so I think that it's a, it's a really important moment when you get a, um, a, a flash of insight or an urge or a pull. And if you don't act on it, then that's a moment that's lost. That could potentially be um, helping other people to connect in with something that they need. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about painting, something really came Mm. to about that as well, about I think for people to understand what their own creative process is, whether it is by Mm. creating something, for example, like a painting, writing, whatever, or whether Mm. it's just when their feeling is speaking to them. Uh, Just to give Mm. an example, because I dabble in painting a bit as well, only Mm -hmm. when every now and then just an image flashes in my mind of the painting and I'm like, oh, I've got to paint Mm. that. Um, And I was reflecting on what is my creative process around painting because, again, it's it's Mm -hmm. moving formless, so a formless Mm -hmm. idea into form. And I was like, well, what I I do is I see the image and I sit there and I I pretty much completely surrender and I just kind of Mm -hmm. let energy move through me. And it Mm -hmm. it got me thinking about manifestation because that is Mm -hmm. manifestation in itself is taking this, Uh, invisible formless energy and bringing it into form and I was like well how come I can't manifest money you know in the same way for example if I if I get energy of that why is there this block that gets in the way of them moving that into form so I think Mm -hmm. you know maybe just for people to reflect if they do have those avenues where allowing creativity to move through is very effortless um Mm. I just felt to drop that in because I think it's a yeah. an interesting way to understand manifestation as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does. And then again, you know, the beliefs around, you know, you bring up money, what your beliefs around money are as opposed to, you know, being cre- artistically creative. 
Um, and I think just pinpointing sometimes they're really subtle differences or sometimes you don't even have the words for it, but you have a feeling within your body somewhere. Yeah. And then what I, in, in that instance, um, and this is something that I speak to my clients about a lot, you might not have the words, but you feel it within your body. And obviously, I mean, being a kinesiologist, I adore the body. I'm, I'm a big um, person to talk about embodiment and really bring that into my own life as well. In, within our body, we've got trillions of cells and it all carries cellular memory. So if you're feeling something, but you don't have the words for it, Really, and this is again creative energy, placing the palm of your hand over the area of your body that you're feeling that feeling because your body responds very well to touch. Um, it just mm. loves it. And tapping into that area and just asking that area, okay, well, what's this about for me? And allowing the wisdom to come forward and allow your body to speak to you. There definitely needs to be a surrender that goes into that and a willingness to hear the information that comes up because that's the other thing. Sometimes um, the information that you need to hear isn't necessarily the information that you want to be hearing. So yeah. there's you know, the vulnerability and the willingness and just the openness. And the trust as well, hey, and to trust what your yeah. body is communicating to you. Mm. I Absolutely. love what you said there. Because um, I'm, I run a program called the 90 Day Transformation Project and I'm talking them, mm. to them a lot this week about resistance. And uh, we've been doing a lot of processes about resistance, particularly in the body. And I love what you've shared there because what you're saying is, um, you know, and I, I'd like to even open up a little conversation here about these sure. blocks, these energetic blocks. But what you're saying here is almost if you can feel there is that energetic block somewhere or that resistance, or that belief system, trusting mm -hmm. your body enough that if you simply maybe put your attention there and ask that question, it will start mm -hmm. to give you the guidance around what's going on. Oh, absolutely. And without question. Without wow. question. Yes. But trusting that, there right? Because your head might come in and question it. <laughs> totally. There's actually um, a beautiful practice that I often bring into um, workshops that I do and to my clients about it's actually called the heart mind pose again it's something that came from my kinesiology studies and I can explain it to everybody because this is um, just an awesome way to really connect the mind with the heart wow. uh, and it's also it's engaging the whole brain so the left and the right side of the brain but also your heart space so yeah. um, hopefully I'm going to explain this well because normally I demonstrate <laughs> it but <laughs> Essentially, what you want to do is extend your arms out in front of you, so they should be in line with your shoulders. Um, so your arms are straight ahead of you. You're crossing your your hands, your arms at your wrists, and then you're turning your hands inward to meet so they can interlace. And mm -hmm. then you're bending up your elbows and you're tucking your hands to sit at your heart space. Wow. Yeah. So what this is actually doing, the simple motion of um, crossing your arms and tucking them under, that's actually activating the whole brain. So it's getting the fibres of the left and the right brain communicating and switching and firing because you're crossing your arms. And then yeah. <clears throat> tucking your hands at your heart space, that's activating the heart energy. And so yeah. just sitting in this space and just breathing deeply and imagining or visioning a golden bridge from your mind connecting it to the heart energetically 
and just allowing yourself to soften into that beautiful heart space and just inquiring and asking, you know, what is it that I need to know? Bringing the creativity and the wonder and curiosity into that. That is, I think, definitely by far one of the most simplest, beautiful, most nourishing ways of starting to develop the mind and the heart communication. And what I really love about that is that the meeting point is your throat. The meeting point between your mind and your heart is your throat and that's your expression. Oh, you know what? I love that so much. When I work with my clients, I see so much throat chakra and and throat blockages because I can see the heart Mm -hmm. energy coming up and the head energy pushing down and it gets stuck in Mm -hmm. the throat um, because there's that real challenge. But I love what you're saying here about having this beautiful uh, communion and communication. Mm. And again, it goes back to what I said before. It's not a war between the two energies. It's like let's open up that conversation and let it flow. Mm, absolutely and I keep I've, I've mentioned this so much but the curiosity and the wonder having that mindset um, you don't need to, I think often we can get really stuck in the outcome of yeah. you know what does this what does this need to mean or what does this need to create it that knowing doesn't necessarily come straight away and the outcome doesn't necessarily need to be known so I think curiosity and wonder, bringing that into the present moment, just allowing whatever needs to be to be and to come into form, as you were saying, Connie, and just Mm -hmm. to, you know, really just come out into the world and manifest in whatever form that it needs to. I think there's so much freedom in that. Yeah. Particularly when it comes to expression of the heart energy because whether it is Mm -hmm. through speaking your truth or painting something or writing something or even, um, you know, sharing your dreams with someone and following them, um, that the heart energy, it's a very, as you mentioned before, it's new often, it's unfamiliar, Mm. it's unknown, Mm. it may not come out in perfect form, as you've been saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So how how do you support people? Maybe this is similar to what you shared before, but I'm wondering if Mm -hmm. there's any other ways. But you support sure. people with that self-expression, with that ability to let the heart energy come out through, pass through the throat without getting blocked and suppressed. You know, does, does your kinesiology play a big role in that or do you have other practices? Yeah, look, kinesiology absolutely plays a big role in it, especially because whatever comes up in a kinesiology session is specific to the person that I'm working with. Um, and it can often show up subconscious beliefs and blocks, energy blocks that really aren't in our awareness and consciousness. Um, Aside from that, though, there are plenty of things that we can do. I think um, definitely engaging in, it's almost like um, create a game. So give yourself five minutes a day. It's almost a game of uh, of let's see. So give yourself five minutes a day just in that five minutes to really listen to your heart and act upon your heart and see what happens. And framing it as if it's a game, I've found that I personally love it myself, but also my clients really love it because there's nothing too serious attached to it. Everyone's got five minutes a day Mm. just to act on the heart and just to see what comes of it. Mm. It's definitely a practice. Because that heart energy is so playful, which is exactly what you're saying. Yes. Yes. 
and everyone's got five minutes. If you if you can find it within a day, everyone's got five minutes. Just you know, and I think once people open themselves up to that possibility of listening to the heart, some there can definitely be resistance, and there's no question about that. But I think if it's done regularly enough the results really do speak for themselves. People feel a lot better about themselves. They're noticing that their life is flowing a lot more. They're feeling more awake and more alive. I also do, um, you know, to the, the clients that are open to it, whether they consider themselves creative people or not, artistically creative people or not, I ask them just to, you know, spend a couple of minutes a day drawing or writing or painting or whatever it is and it's been such an interesting thing to see um, the clients who do take me up on that suggestion and they come back a couple of weeks later and they said well I don't know exactly what I'm drawing but my god it makes me feel good yes and it's so beautiful because I think those moments exactly what you're saying is when you're encouraging people to completely detach from the shape or form that comes in and let go of the judgment of that and be like, you just let that energy flow through and don't even care what it looks like. Yeah, don't. Absolutely. You know, I think um, we can, you know, really get stuck in our mind and, okay, well, what does this need to look like? It's almost like we need to know the end goal before we take the first step. And I was actually talking to one of my clients about this yesterday and it was such a beautiful session and she came away and she said, it's, it's almost illogical to not, to have to know what the outcome is because she's almost like come full circle and it's so true. We never know. And that's part of the, the magic and the fun of going with, with the flow of energy rather than blocking it is that if we are so attached to the outcome, we generally block all the creativity and the magic that otherwise could have come in. Yeah, and magic is such a beautiful word to use to mm. describe it. And magic is um, like you don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of magical mm. in that aspect, which is really yeah. beautiful. Um, it makes yeah. me think of the concept of control so much because I feel like a lot of us live in a space of control, which is really driven by fear and and mm. and to let creative energy flow through is really to actually feel quite sometimes quite out of control of how that's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, one thing that can be really scary for many people feeling yeah. out of control, especially as we're you know, busting um, through mindsets and beliefs around the way that we need needed to live. And now we're kind of figuring out, oh, there's actually another way that feels better and feels more playful and feels um, more aligned and then the results start to flow in, the manifestation results start to flow in. I think um, grounding yourself and being having grounding practices is absolutely imperative um, because the, and this is something that I've found personally and again with the people that I, I work with, that if this creative energy doesn't have a place to live, a funnel to go into, we can then slip into that fear that you're talking about, but also agitation and frustration and all of those sorts of things. So I think it's really important to um, be grounded and connected to your body mm. in order for that creative energy to to live somewhere and for you then to have, you know, I think it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, is have the purpose for the creativity. 
Yeah, the, I think just even the ability to be in our bodies in general, well, that in itself is a grounding mm. thing. I, I feel like the heart energy is, is quite grounding as well once you're mm. in there. Um, but, yeah, it's that supportive foundation because um, I think the mm. head can just throw, it, throw us off centre a lot and then the minute you can get back into your body and, and I'm sure you use things like as well, like you know, even nature is so grounding. Mm. I, find, I find painting very grounding as well, but... Anything mm-hmm. where I'm very much in my body's energy mm-hmm. in the in the present moment, not thinking necessarily about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, nature is a big one for me. Um, I'm very lucky. I live quite close to the beach, so I go there daily. That's a big grounding force for me. Um, also, just you know, planting the soles of your feet on the floor wherever you are, and really connecting in with the soles of your feet. We've got, um, they're not spoken about very often, but you've got major chakras, which are the main seven that most people would know about. But then you've got minor chakras all over your body and they're tiny little energy centers. And so we've got soul chakras. And so if you just plant your feet down on the floor, wherever you are, and engage with the soles of your feet and start to feel the connection between your feet and the earth energy, that's yeah. a really simple, easy way to start feeling really connected to to the earth, and that's a very grounding presence and force as well. I absolutely love that. I learned that sort of practice through one of my mentors last year. It's so simple, mm. but it actually really yeah. brings you into the present as well. Mm. Um, and to, when, when you start to drop your attention down to your feet, your your mm. mind naturally settles because it's not all up in your head anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I've also found um, placing my attention in the palm of my hands and sort of just mm. sensing the the energy in the palm of my hands. That also um, is really supportive for me as well because that that brings my attention from form into formless as well into energy. Beautiful. I love that you mm. say that, and and this obviously is a real testament to you. Um, creating your relationship with your body and your own practices and knowing what works for you. And I think that's something that we all really need to do, isn't it? It's, you know, taking these beautiful ideas and these concepts, but then bringing it back to your body and figuring out, oh, okay, well, let's try this out. And it's that playfulness. Let's try this out. Does this work for me? Or does that work a little bit better? And, and really kind of making it your own because we're all so individual. Yeah, and that just reminds me of something I wanted to bring up, um, which I was going to bring up before, but I forgot mm. about, about kind of, again, trusting our body's own wisdom because I feel like people would come to, to practitioners like yourself or myself mm-hmm. and sort of say, mm-hmm. I've got these blocks or I've got this going on, support me mm-hmm. with it. And, of course, you know, that's what we're here for. It's, I love the work that yeah. I do. But also, I just want to go back and really drill home the point you mentioned before about trusting yourself, all the answers are in there. And if you have, if you're wanting to maybe have this five minutes to express your creative energy, but there is fear and feeling out of control and vulnerability and a freaking outness Mm -hmm. kind of going on, then Mm -hmm. yes, ask your body, what is this about Mm -hmm. for me? What am I so scared of? Why am I yeah. afraid of being out of control? And and actually become your own little guru, become your own coach. Mm, totally. And, and yeah. trust everything that you're saying as well, that your body has the wisdom for you and you can actually exactly take what we've been talking about today and make your own unique practice to be able to express your creative energy. Mm, and that is absolutely true. And so... 
I've been a kinesiologist for about four and a half years now and seen clients that whole time. And I cannot tell you the amount of times where things will show up in a balance. Um, so belief systems or, you know, intuitive insights and things like that. And for the client, and I'll share it with them and they'll say, oh, I knew that. I knew yeah. that. And so I say, okay, well, so next time act upon it, listen to it. And again, it's, it's almost seeing it as, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other. Choosing in the moment, you get to choose every single moment of your life, how you experience it. And so when those insights drop in, are you going to go with the insight or are you going to go with the logic? And it's, it's bringing that creative energy into the choices that you make. And then tracking mm. when you do go with the intuition or you do go with the creative energy, tracking it and kind of going, oh, okay, well, I got that insight and then I shared it, for instance. So if you're getting insight around something and you share it, that's a form of creative energy. And then seeing what comes of that conversation or feeling like you need to show up somewhere or be somewhere on that day that wasn't necessarily planned, but you feel the urge and you feel that, that insight and then you, you go. And then chances are there's going to be something in that situation just because you showed up that you delight in. And it's all these simple day-to-day -day things. Your intuition and your body are always showing you, always. Mm. I love that so much. And I, I often say to people, I feel the only reason or the only time life stops flowing and working is when we stop following that feeling, when we yeah. start you know, questioning it or not following it, resisting it. And mm. wow, you know, if we can be practicing moment mm. to moment being guided by our creative force within us, that's yep. where I feel like the magic happens in life. Absolutely. And also, don't listen to the doubt. I mean, there is so many um, so many parts of us that can be filled with doubt, but that's actually not the truth. And I think the self-doubt and the devaluing, you know, the, the ideas and the newness and, and wanting to um, live life in a different way, you know, in a way that is potentially uncomfortable to begin with and doesn't fit the mold that you have set out for your life don't don't believe the, the disbelief <laughs> basically yeah um and look i know i in a it almost feels like a previous life but the first <laughs> majority of my life i was so controlling over my life i planned you know the years ahead to the down to the month and then there was a moment where everything just blew up and i went okay well i can't do this anymore and by far, listening to that creative energy and that intuition and being really brave to follow it through because sometimes it is not easy and sometimes it goes against all logic, but there's this tiny little bit of knowing within you that, you know, just compels you to keep going forward. You know, that is when life flows when you listen to that above the doubt and that above the fear. Mm, so true. And starting to have that awareness of, uh, even exactly what you said, that the, that the doubt and the fear isn't your truth. I think no. people, um, I see a lot of people, it's like that thought comes in and they just believe it. Oh, that's just how it is. Mm. But starting to mm. question that and really challenge it. And, mm. and I say to people as well, make your feeling more real than the thoughts. So, so to sit yeah. with that thought and how does that feel to you? Well, it feels really disempowering and icky. Okay, cool. Mm. So what is the opposite? And when I sit with, okay, maybe I'm going to say yes to this and do it, it feels expansive and that creative energy starts mm. to awaken and move through you. And I think mm -hmm. trusting that our feeling 
is more real than these limiting thoughts that our mind is telling us and beginning to really question them. Mm, absolutely. And also, um, I think with emotions, all emotions are so valuable and there is so much with much wisdom that can come from the emotions. So um, again, so what I was talking about earlier about touching your body where you feel a resonance, where you feel a feeling and getting some insight and wisdom from that. It, yeah. You can even do that with particular emotions that you're feeling. And it's almost like seeing it as, I mean, it's definitely yours, but seeing it as separate to you so that you're able to look underneath the emotions and say, okay, well, what is this about? Because there is wisdom in all of it. There really, really peel, is. Peeling back the layers of that <clears throat> feeling and really understanding yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And then being able to move through it as well. Yeah. 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 It's so funny we're talking about resistance because, again, like I said, I've been sharing that in my group and talking about how because it's uncomfortable, we kind of bounce off it all the time. So we start to get a little mm. bit close to that feeling and we pull out because it's, it's an uncomfortable feeling. But I really believe below that uncomfortable emotion is actually your truth and it's your divine wisdom sitting mm. underneath it waiting for you but you kind of got to peel back the layers and go through the uncomfortable stuff first which is sometimes a challenge for people but I agree with you just sitting with your attention your mm. hand on that area and just being mm. willing to explore that sensation that's a beautiful starting point yeah absolutely and again I mean I'm a big one for play and you know seeing everything as a little bit of a game um, but even <laughs> if you can if you obviously, if there's fear, right, you can obviously feel that fear. But all that is really is a vibration. Yeah. And so bring in that playfulness and say, okay, well, what can I transform this vibration into? Right? You get your wisdom, you get your understanding about why you're feeling that fear, but then transform it into something that feels more supportive for you and use the weight of that vibration for something that will propel you. Mm. Mm, that's really cool. I like that sort of <laughs> understanding you can change your relationship with it. Yeah, totally. You know, bring the alchemist in, you know, you can transform yeah. anything. Everything, everything is energy, you know, and when you bring that curiosity and that playfulness into it, it, you know, it really can change your relationship with yourself and your life and, and what you're here to do. And that's also a portal for your self-expression and your knowing as well. Mm. Wow. And yeah, I mean, the whole, the real energy I get of this conversation is just that, mm. even just that initial willingness to be able to start this little journey of um, mm. exploring your own energy, exploring your own body, your own blocks, mm -hmm. your own creative energy, and um, just mm -hmm. setting aside that little bit of time to become more familiar with your inner world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I go back to the heart mind pose that I shared earlier. Yeah. That is phenomenal it feels really safe um, it allows you to really connect in with your body it engages your whole brain it engages you know your heart and just it's, it's incredible it's grounding and if you sit in it long enough you know people feel really comforted and feel really safe and when you feel comforted and you feel safe you're able to go into that vulnerable space and you're able to go yeah. into that you know, you know, the trust and all of those sorts of things that allow you to, you know, open up and blossom and to really be self-expressive. Yeah. 
That's so beautiful. I actually was doing that as you were talking through it. And I felt, um, <laughs> yeah, because I just want, I was sort of trying to understand what you're saying and, and experience it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I felt a real softness the minute that I did it. I just felt myself kind of drop a little bit. So, yeah, I would recommend that's something people definitely practice. It sounds beautiful. Mm. Well, Absolutely. It's, it's definitely like... Oh. No, that's okay. Sorry, Han. I was just going to say, this has <laughs> been such a beautiful conversation. I just... Um, I I love this perspective because, you know, to understand... I, I think every single person on the planet is, is creative. I believe what we are in our essence is creative energy. And I think starting to break down some of the mental constrictions around that and explore it from this playful perspective that you're saying is so, mm. so beautiful. Um, I just wanted to check, is there anything around this concept that we haven't covered yet that you really wanted to explore or share around it? I think I just want to really reiterate that creativity really is our individuality. And mm. when we step into that individuality, we can really um, support and collaborate as ourselves in the world. And so there isn't that, you know, often there can be um, competition or feeling like you're separate or, you know, separate to the point of um, putting people on pedestals and all of those sorts of things. And I, and I really feel that that's unnecessary um, energy. So when we tap into our own personal um, blend of creativity, we're able to connect in with our individuality. And that is an incredibly beautiful experience to have. And then you're able to show up as you and really, I mean, that is just a phenomenal thing to be able to do. So, yeah, just wanted to leave with that, I think. I think that's what everyone is seeking is to reconnect with their own individual creative energy and express that. I think that's ultimately what we're all seeking. Mm, absolutely. And rather than sort of, um, you know, not to, to start a new conversation, but often they can pass and really they oh, can. Yeah. And actually, I will leave, um, you know, there's this beautiful quote that I have next to me. And it's, um, if what I say resonates with you, it's merely because we are both branches of the same tree. And Ooh, I, I like that. <laughs> And I think sometimes when we can, um, when we feel separate to other people um, and we can sort of, you know, really, it's only because we're seeing something within them because we're seeing it within ourselves. And so own that and claim that and, you know, express it as, as your own individuality. We are branches of the same tree. I love it. Yes. It's such a beautiful way to see it. Oh, that's Absolutely. gorgeous. I've got a big smile on my face now. <laughs> I really like that. Oh, it's awesome. Um, so I don't know, I just want to check in with you. Is there anything that um, that's coming up for you in the future with your work? Anything you'd like to share with us? Anything you're working on or um, want to let people know is coming up for you? Uh, well, I've got, I'm working on an ebook at the moment um, and it's mm. called Create Gold. And essentially, um, sort of last year and this year, I've been doing interviews with creative visionaries to really understand, you know, their beliefs and, and the way that they do things. Um, so the book is going to be based on that, but bringing in all, you know, the kinesiology, um, tools and techniques and, you know, all the intuition into that book. So it can really help people, um, you know, really set their own creative ideas and visions free, but also to be able to express fundamentally their own individuality. 
So, yeah, that's what I'm working on at the moment. It's something that I'm hugely passionate about. Um, I'm really big on supporting personal creativity. Um, yeah. yeah, so I can't wait for that to come out. That's, yeah, that's really exciting. And exactly on what you said before, it is so important in this day and age of, you know, uh, people running businesses, having online platforms, wanting to find our own unique way of expressing maybe the same message, but expressing it mm -hmm. our way. You know, I think mm -hmm. what you're talking about there um, is really, really important and be really supportive for a lot of people, you know, the space mm -hmm. that they're in at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So well, that's my intention, just to help yeah. people see that, you know, we you don't have to fit a certain mould to step up and to, you know, bring your vision or your creative dream to life. Mm, beautiful. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for your time today. It's been so gorgeous talking to you about this topic. I've really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, well, thank I you so to... much. <laughs> thank you, Connie. I am just absolutely so happy to have had this conversation and to be invited. It's really a privilege. So thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. And thank you to everyone who's been listening live today. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Awaken Radio. Thanks, Mel. Chat to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.